three, a two, a one. Welcome, everybody, and we are back. Episode 53 of Flyover State of Film, coming off a beautiful 4th of July weekend. As usual, I got my co-host. I got Brian, Joe, and Yusuf. What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? Hi. Happy fireworks, everyone, if they haven't stopped in your city yet. Oh, my God, they're docked. <laughs> they, they haven't they, they've started like about a month ago and they haven't stopped yeah they're just gonna keep going yeah, uh speaking of fourth of july there's not really much news because of the holiday weekend so i'm going to Wait, one of our co-hosts yeah the pandemic you can't really do anything go outside so i mean you're most <laughs> likely hanging out and watching movies one of our co-hosts put up a picture, or put up a list of movies he did for the holiday weekend. I'll put that up right now. But uh, guys, what did you end up watching this weekend? Start with you, Yusuf. I watched Terminator: Dark Fate, and oh, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Sorry that bad. That. It's not terrible. It's oh. it's inoffensive. It's it's a uh, <clears throat> aggressively fine. Yeah. Yeah, it really it it like it starts off way too fast and way too hard, and it's impossible to keep that momentum or it, top it. It certainly <laughs> tries though. Yeah, like at the a certain third point, act you is go just like, ridiculous. Uh, the third act oh, yeah. gets into that like so over the top nonsense and like just more and more and more. But yeah, the first two thirds of it, I was I actually thought were okay. Yeah, Perfect. and I and uh linda hamilton really seemed yeah. like she was forced to say words well that's <laughs> that's what i had my problem like i just i'm like not on this trend of like let's just force people who are clearly done with these franchises back in for the sake of being in them and, and i think, I think she said enough she didn't annoy me like a jamie lee curtis role in halloween 2018 but like this one was just enough and then I'm not sure the new uh, the new actress that was in, not Mackenzie Davis, but that the one who played uh, basically John Connor's role, she was fucking oh, her. great. She was yeah, badass, she was good. Man. She was good. Yeah. And unfortunately, she has kind of the most forgettable role in the movie, even though she's supposed to be the focus of the movie. No, I don't know her name or anything like yeah. that. But like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But her, I, yeah, but her so performance is good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like Linda Hamilton in this. I like her kind of like, you know, take no shit, whatever. But it's also that thing of like, at least in Halloween 2018, Laurie Strode's character had progressed in some way. Yeah. Like Sarah Connor is exactly the same person that she was when you left her 30 years ago. Nothing has changed. It's just like, I mean, I get it. She's stuck in a cycle and she hasn't dealt with the shit with her son and whatever, but it's like, it's a little boring. You know what I mean? Just to have her be a badass. (laughs) Yeah. Um, TJ. How about you, Joe? Oh, no, me? Joe, I'm asking Joe. All right. All right. I actually knocked off a solid amount of movies on Brian's list. Oh, and you guys uh, can share this topic. Then. Yeah, I watched Great Go Outdoors. My <laughs> first new, my for the new watches for me were Great Outdoors and Summer Rental. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about those, those real off. quick. Those are two of my definite. Usually, the thing about my list is like sometimes I would have spread these movies out over the summer at different times, but because fourth fell on a long weekend and everything i and nobody was doing shit i was just like you know what i'm gonna turn this into like a fucking marathon i'm just gonna knock out a bunch of these um how'd you feel about my john candy double feature oh dude i loved it um i uh i really so i had a lot of i enjoy, i like great outdoors like, hey, 
uh, I had a lot of fun with Great Outdoors, but I actually connected with Summer Rental a lot more. I love the, like, they were in that shore house. Sure, yeah. They were the complete, like, Bennies, like, Shoebies. Um, and then I was actually really surprised, like, its climax with the sailboat. Like, that just took a turn for me. Like, not leading up to it, like, the midway point, I felt like, oh, this take took a turn. I didn't see this movie going Captain Ron style. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, um, his family didn't hate him that much. Well, there's a uh, different vibe in Summer Rental and Great Outdoors, too. Summer Rental, the dad is, like, a little more of an asshole. He's, like, you can tell they're yeah. playing on the, like, you know, they're they're taking a cue from vacation, and they're pushing it a little farther. And in Great Outdoors, Chet's just, like, the all-around best dad, good guy, you I know. I think that's why. And that's Dan Aykroyd coming like, in and put upon, but in uh, – in summer rental, he's a little more selfish, you know. Yeah. I would add, so I would I, add a movie. I would add a movie to your features, and you can watch What About Bob. I fucking I hate What About Bob. <laughs> I love I What About Bob. Yeah, I like What About Bob. Uh, speaking of What About Bob, I, I knocked off Jaws and uh, The Sandlot as well. Nice. Yeah, some good ones. Uh, so, but uh, and I was able to watch Jaws in the Sandlot like outside on a projector, which was really cool. Yeah, um, honestly, like the Sandlot, I think if I had to pick anyone in your list, guys, come on. What? <laughs> if I had a, if I had to pick anyone on your list, though, to me the Sandlot's like the perfect like summer movie. Like it is so well rounded and feeling the summer vibe. Um, Best fireworks scene. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it. I agree, and that was a late addition. Uh, real quick, let me do the rundown for people. Mm. Uh, Jaws and Dirty Dancing, and I got Dirty Dancing in there. You got too. Dirty. I was going to talk about Dirty yeah. Dancing. Let me run do the rundown real quick, and we can talk about that. Jaws, and for me, Jaws Two. I think Jaws Two is super yeah. underrated sequel. Fuck the haters. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and then my other, what I would consider a double feature is what we just talked about: Great Outdoors and Summer Rental. Um, I also that? had. Caddyshack, uh, which is an all-timer for me. Independence yeah. Day, obviously, no-brainer. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. The Sandlot, which I said, too, was a late addition. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer and Dirty Dancing. And, man, I forgot how much I love Dirty Dancing. And what a good fucking movie, That's Dirty Dancing. Right? right? Holy crap. Because it's really funny about your list. So, a list and with Dirty Dancing. So, we were down the shore and we were watching this like my family. Not dirty dancing, but my mom would go, my mom, oh, like, tell me two other movies you want to watch, like, with this projector. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, can you get dirty dancing in this or the Sandlot? Which I thought was so funny because they were already on your list. Yeah. There. yeah. So we had Jaws queued up. all time, baby. Although we didn't watch Dirty Dancing together. And I'm kind of happy about that because of the subplot. And I didn't really need to hear the chagrins of, like, older Oh yeah, you want you want to talk? You don't want to get into an abortion debate with your mom? Not, not, not at all. So I was like, well, we settled on the Sandlot, and then I watched Dirty Dancing when everyone went to bed because they all went to bed at ten o'clock. Well, also, Dirty Dancing, despite being a PG movie, is mad horny too. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, so horny. Like watching around, and and rightfully so. Patrick Swayze is unreal in that. Like he's like a Terminator that fucks in that movie. Like. <laughs> Even um, I, I even when I do even throw if Patrick Swayze was saying on it, you could throw Roadhouse in the summer summer movies. Yeah, that's a summer movie for sure. It's all hot and he's still sleeping yeah. in that barn and shit. He takes his shirt off and does kung fu outside. It's pretty tight. Ooh, another one that can fall into that category is What About Bob? Um, Bill Murray. 
Super salad. I, I had a Bill Murray movie on here. I had Caddyshack on here. The, yeah. Which is a great summer movie. Um, I did want to, I did, I had 10 on my list. I actually watched 15 in my, uh, I want to shout out real quick, Flight of the Navigator. This is one that's like only for me. Kids movie from the 80s. It was like my E.T. It's like the kids movie that I grew up with more than E.T. It's a Disney movie. Um, it's just a real weird, fun premise and a cool alien voice by alien spaceship voiced by Paul Rubin, basically doing Pee Wee. Um, a lot of cool little pictures and stuff in it. This is a lot of fun. Uh, Club Dread, R.I.P. Bill Paxton and his yeah, like, oh, one, good one. comedic yep. role, role in a comedy, not playing comic relief in an action movie. One um, of great Broken Lizard movie. Uh, Jurassic Park, <laughs> which I don't know if that takes place in the summer, but hey, Tropical Paradise. Wait, right, and it came out. It's like one of the biggest summer movies yeah. of all time. That counts, right? It's supposed to be myself and Irene. The Jaws connection. I could two, I could second degree almost every movie on my list except the Sandlot. The only one that doesn't have a connection to all the other ones is Sandlot. Um, let me see what I'm making. Oh, and I watched uh, uh, I watched Teacher's favorite movie, Karen The Shallows. Allen. So don't forget Karen about The Shallows. Karen Allen, you connect Karen Allen to Spielberg. Oh, that's true. That's true. Good point. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay, Good nice. Stuff. Yeah. So that was my summer movie uh, weekend, July 4th. I didn't care about America, so I just sat and sat in my house and watched <laughs> movies. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, TJ, did you get any, anything good? No, I mean, I, I, everything I've watched, uh, especially Terminator Dark Fate, I watched that too. This weekend, I mean, you guys said everything I've watched. I even watched, uh, not Jurassic, Jaws. I don't add Jaws Revenge in there because that's a Christmas movie. But uh, I watched Jaws 3 also. I got that. I watched Jaws 3. Yeah, I mean, Dennis Quaid, The Bad 3. I saw you talking about your love of, uh, uh, sorry, what's her name? From yes. Howard the Duck. Yes. What an angel. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys got all. Not too many plot holes in that that we missed. Brian, what's your topic, buddy? That was that shit is smooth as ice, baby. So no, it wasn't as smooth as ice because <laughs> we're going to the award show. Um, <laughs> so so July, we are the worst. The show is the fucking worst. <laughs> uh, what did the What did the ocean <laughs> say to the shore? Nothing. See you later. Wave. Um, so um, oh. uh. we're July. Uh, that midway through 2020, and since we didn't have any news and I was just bored, we're gonna do an award show for the year. Ooh. It's kind of like a recap of news. There's one question which I'm gonna ask right off the bat that way we can justify it being in the uh flyover state of film movie podcast. Um, I'm gonna mention the category, I'm gonna say the nominees, and you guys can pick the winner. Uh, you could do it by voting or by just, you know, shouting. Uh, <laughs> all right. So best movie to come out in a movie theater. Uh, the nominees are Birds of Prey, The Invisible Man, Sonic the Hedgehog, or Underwater. What do you guys think? Who's getting this prestigious flyover set of film award? Well, if we're doing a vote, I will I vote. vote. Or 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 we can do ranked voting. I don't know how you guys want to. Do I it. watched The Invisible Man last night for the first I, time. I I think The Invisible Man is the best, but I think Underwater was much better than I think most people probably would expect. Like a lot of people probably wouldn't even give it a chance, and I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah. Birds of Prey is fine, and uh, what was the other one? Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yep. It sure was a movie. 
Oh, you're <laughs> a dad. You're such a dad because you're over that movie. Are we talking about Patterson in theaters, watched watching in theaters since... And it's it's a joke that only like five movies have come out in theaters. Gee, yeah, yeah, man, come on, come you know, on. Uh, I I would say Invisible. What's man your topic, the Brian? The best. Oh, we're, we're done. We're just doing my topic now. <laughs> no, no. I would. Oh man, I actually I loved Birds of Prey, but I actually would go uh, Brian too. Underwater. Yeah, where are you going? Oh, I'm going with uh, Invisible Man because um, I watched. I actually like. I thought that was a good movie, and I haven't seen it. It's a very good movie. Yeah, and I can see the theaters experience being uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm gonna give it to Invisible Man too. So Invisible Man and Underwater, definitely the top choices. Well, the only one I saw in theaters was Birds of Prey. Oh and really? I, I actually saw two of them in theaters. Uh, you I saw them the four. The I saw them all four because I'm a douche. <laughs> um, Check out why I love movies.com. Hey, get it that plug-in, baby. All right, so now we're moving on to the recap joke uh, questions. So uh, joke this questions, next J, this yeah. next category says, "What removed blackface moment fixed racism?" Our nominees are It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia with five episodes removed. 30 Rock with four episodes removed. Scrubs with three episodes removed. Or The Golden Girls with one episode removed. Honorable Mentions, Community, The Office, and Bob and David, uh, Netflix. So many honorable mentions. I do real quick just... Because it seems like people, they're removing blackface despite context, right? Yeah. It seems like across the board, everybody – now, I know this is a movie and it's a TV show, so it's not streaming and it couldn't be. But why does Tropic Thunder get a pass? I know that it's commenting on blackface. I get that. But so are some of these other shows also commenting on blackface. And that doesn't Especially seem to matter. Funny. It seems like the context is not yeah. relevant at this point, which I'm fine with, but I don't understand why that one movie gets a pass. Especially It's Always Sunny. Like, it's basically doing what Topic on the Dead. But I didn't, you, that's, you just surprised me. I didn't know It's Always Sunny uh, removed those episodes. I thought uh, they were the one that stayed up. Oh, Hulu did it. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Only on, yeah, exactly. This is all, again, physical media matters, kids. If you have these movies on yeah, TV. If you, need the, if you need the blackface. Because the game Joe, you still enjoy blackface. <laughs> <laughs> so, what That's... instance fixed racism in your eyes, guys? Oh, it's got to be Golden Girls. Yeah, Golden oh, Girls. Of course. That's the only one. <laughs> the one where it's actually like not blackface. And yeah. like one of those, <laughs> yeah. It's like a dumb, farcical, mistaken idea. It's like classic sitcom shit. It's like, I can't believe nobody brought up the one where. Kramer accidentally gets too tan and his black girlfriend's family gets mad. Like, is, it, <laughs> is that just because they don't call it blackface? It's still blackface, right? Like, or when that's uh, the same thing that happened to Ross when he did tanning. So, yeah, Ross got oh, spot, uh, yeah. on the one on the same side. What's what what what, co- what numbers are you? I'm Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the next category is uh, worst celebrity during a pandemic. Um, our nominees is Woody Harrelson spreading that 
5G causes Corona. The Imagine song led by Gal Gadot. The I Take Responsibility video led by Aaron Paul, even though he's not the one that's leading it, but come on. And a hot take by Dean Kane, aka Superman oh. Discount TV. Uh, honorable mention: Any white celebrity that owns a tequila. Um, <laughs> I got. I want to. Dean Kane. I mean, doesn't count. Do you really count him as a celebrity? He's not a celebrity. <laughs> and also, Ooh. like, it's not a, a surprise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dean Kane is just. This is just more of the same for Dean Kane. He's just guys. like he's like a, he's a real Scott Bale. <laughs> guys, I so or my vote I would go. My vote. Possibility. Oh. That's yeah. My worst. The worst celebrity moment. No. Ever. So my my vote would go to Imagine if that happened. Like like that happened first, and they should have known that I take responsibility video was bad. That right. so I take they didn't learn. That's what makes I take responsibility worse. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> learn their lesson, and then they produced at least the Imagine thing. You can imagine. You can like you can see a spur of the moment them thinking that's a good idea and just knocking it out yeah. in their backyards and throwing it together. <laughs> but then like, like somebody was like, somebody saw the backlash on that. And was like you know what we need more production value. We need to put more effort into it. That's what the people want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think uh, unanimously. Uh, you the see that button on your iPhone? Just hit black and white. Cool, cool. All right, now record yourself. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to uh, the most wet blanket apology of 2020. We have Evangeline Lilly saying, my bad, for saying that she's not going to stay fucking home because it's her freedom to go outside. We have Bob Iger like saying, forever ago. Yeah. Uh, we have Bob Iger saying, my bad, after Disney f uh, fined a school $250 for playing Lion King during a fundraiser. Hey, they were making money <laughs> off Disney, baby. The good thing they and, didn't show an NFL game and it fucking got their legs broke. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Spike Lee saying, my bad, for defending Woody Allen all this time during the Me Too movement. <laughs> where, where are you landing on this one? Jesus. Oh, it's only the three choices? I was hoping for some more because they're all so terrible. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to limit this category. I think I gotta go. I think I'm gonna go uh, Lily. I gotta go Lily. I can't pronounce her first name. Evangeline Lily. Evangeline? Because <laughs> that really kicked off the pandemic crazy. Oh, and yeah. We didn't even know what was gonna happen. Yeah. She was the. She was the. She, she was a front runner on not giving a fuck. <laughs> it was the Karenian. But who was? Wait, who was the celebrity early on that was like, whatever, people are gonna die. Oh, Vanessa Hutchins. Damn, that is Vanessa a good one. Oh yeah, that was a, that's a late runner up because that's like that one. Ooh, she almost could win this. She could take this whole category because hers was she pretty. She was so high. Terrible. She was so high, and she was like, she was super high. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> should not be saying this, for sure. Um, I think she wins. Yeah, I think I'm going to give the Hudgens late right in. <laughs> with the light right in. Uh, in the last category, uh, most overplayed Twitter slash TikTok trend, and the nominees are 
lip syncing to Trump audio. That's it. That one. That's, that's it. That wins. <laughs> that's the I one. Have, I have nothing else to add to this category. So terrible. What is that? That is not a skill. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just mouthing along. You put on a blazer and just did the thing he did. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to see? Like, what is that? But she opens her eyes very wide. It's hilarious. All right, Brian, what is your topic? <laughs> okay, this came from my. This is this came from a rewatch of a movie, an all-time favorite of mine, of everybody's, really. And it's one of those things. It's a continuity issue that I will never unsee. And every time I watch this movie, it bums me out for a second. But then I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's stupid to get to care about this. Why do you care about this? And I thought people have that all the time. You got to overlook something in a movie and keep on enjoying it. Now, you know, a lot, I'm not talking about separate the art from the artist shit. I'm talking about small continuity errors and plot holes, and little little issues. And mine, the one that always gets me every time, and I sit and watch the movie, and I'm loving this. And then I'm like, why? Why does this happen? Jurassic Park, climactic, you know, the the big, I, not climactic because that implies the end, but like the big scene with the T-Rex. He comes through, yeah. tears down the wires, steps over the wall, ah, yeah. eats the guy. Cool. Great. When he knocks the Jeep back over the wall, why is that a, a big pit now? How did that become <laughs> a giant pit? He the T-Rex too. steps over it. It's, it's just... It's high enough that a T-Rex can – so there's no way it's more than like 10 feet at the most, let's yeah. just say. But then when they go over, when the Jeep goes over, it's this huge cavern and they're hanging off the side and they fall into a tree. A T-Rex would not have been to climb up that concrete barrier. That What's the point of a concrete barrier if he can climb it? So that's one that's always bugged me and I, I, it's you can't do anything about it. It's an all-time classic. It's not like you're going to change yeah, Jurassic yeah. Park. You know? Uh, do you know if there was a uh, – do you know if there was like an edited out scene – that no, like, so like what um, would it be a landslide what would happen i don't know it's like, like sometimes it happens like a gap between what we see there and what was supposed to be done people i, I don't know like they push the because it it's literally he's the, the t-rex steps off between the two jeeps he's right there and then the one jeep he basically pushes up against the wall and it goes right over like literally almost in the same spot where he just stepped over i just you know, I, I just don't know what happened i think i think if we get this spielberg cut uh <laughs> more explanation hbo max let's do this talk about why john like hammond that. lied about being there for the live birth of every animal when we know that there's a whole nother island yeah <laughs> or it's like at the end when the t-rex comes in and saves them from the raptors supposedly if you saw it in theaters when it first came out there's a you see the t-rex like burst through a wall but it's not there ever in any cut after that so it's like you think they leave stuff out but i got another one too for that one not oh, trapped so far, TJ. That was my only one. That's the only thing I thought of. I didn't come over. Oh, I, uh, I honestly couldn't think of uh, some, so I looked them up. And oh, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Wait, wait. Before you go, I'm just gonna go lead off. That. I'm gonna lead off with Brian's though with uh, Jurassic Park. Law. <laughs> <laughs> The, the one thing that always bothered me, because because I mean, when you see Lost World coming out, I mean, as a kid, you're super excited. And the movie gets to where it gets to, and then the T-Rex is coming on a ship to San Diego. And there's the scene where they get on the ship, and there's, you know, hands hanging off the thing, but they never explain what happened. And they're supposed yeah. to think that, like, the T-Rex could lose, but it's too big to even get into, like, the captain. Well, it's back in the compartment. How did they – if he tore yeah. the guy's arm off who was, like, holding on to the – 
button how did he then run back down the stairs and get back into the ship <laughs> there's like all these body parts and you find out later that there was a scene where the raptors got on the ship but then you'd like so the raptors are in san diego now too which is never explained <laughs> right either. where did they all go yeah um that and jurassic parks what i had down and then one when i was a kid th- that bothered me still till now is in teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 I don't I don't know how music really works and if freestyling was a thing back in the day, but I still don't understand how Vanilla Ice and his crew thought of a song in sync <laughs> and got a dance together in that yeah, short choreography ready to go and shit. Yeah. TJ, I mean, but you like but you like Howard the Duck playing guitar with them. But I don't want to tell you what the original lyrics to Go Ninja were going to be, okay? Let's like, <laughs> There's a backstory to how... Go Corona, go Corona, go. For that. Go <laughs> Corona, go Corona, go. This fucked up that I Vanilla Ice isn't talented enough for that. Uh, what do you got, Joe? All right, so uh, I'll name these honorable mentions after. There is one that I've always uh, thought of that I was like, oh, shit. It's the end of I love Batman Begins, but it's the end device of the water uh, microwave like evaporation and people not being affected by it since we're mostly made of water. Right, right. You got a lot of fluids in you for sure. <laughs> yeah, like like everyone would just be fucking bursting open, just like the sore lines, which is even harder to get through. Like that is one of the most egregious ones. Um, uh, but and it's a Nolan others... thing. It's a Nolan thing. Well, so you're just not intelligent enough to understand it. Well, that right, was another problem. Dark, Dark Knight Rises, all the police people being trapped underground, then having fresh, clean shaves. Like that's <laughs> they look like they're like episode. their clothes are pretty clean and shit too. Like they come <laughs> yeah. out, of, they've been living in the sewer for like a month. Bane <laughs> is not an animal. He's just sending them like that five dollar shave club shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, you must clean shave to wear also, the mask. Middle winter, they'd freeze to death. Yeah, it's, it's a flawed so film. Underground, yeah. Um, and then the other one, uh, the other one is Back to the Future. Wouldn't they fucking notice who Calvin Klein was and be at least have some sort of thing of their? Do you remember half the people you went to high school with? Yeah, but a guy was that integral to your. It's one night. Anyway, anyway, Batman Begins was the real one. I'll let you go. <laughs> what do you got? Yusuf's just mad. He just wants to get his out. Just let him get it out. The only one that Back to the Future has is the second one when he steals the car to go to the past and change the future, but then he returns to the future that he changed to return the car he stole. That's the huge plot hole of Back to the Future. My head just exploded. Uh... But yeah, uh, no, the one that I wanted, it's the Independence Day. Um, the virus. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the, their computer system would just be yeah. compatible with connect, ours, no connect, problem. Push, like, yeah. just connect, throw it up on some Wi Fi, just shoot that bad boy up into the cloud. I guess they'll get it. <laughs> just put in a it was the 90s computers. Or, floppy or whatever, and we're just going to. Bill Gates. You know, get up. Um, yeah, I don't know. That movie is fucking amazing. Um, it's super flawed, but I always have such a pump time watching it. Oh, yeah, uh, it's a blasting blast for sure. But yeah, that, that ending, every time it happens, I go like... <laughs> you're so distracted by, him, by, uh, by them when they sit up and they're like, hey, hey, bye-bye, and they're like flipping off. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're smoking their yeah. cigars. <laughs> I love it. Also, I always... Elvis has left this. the building. Yeah. <laughs> 
when uh when Randy Quaid like sacrifices himself uh through like the one ship, then like the one guy's like, let everybody know how to how to stop and we're like, so now we're just gonna send like suicide bombs. I love that. It's like just go shoot, just go kamikaze on him. We know how to do <laughs> it. I, and I used to, have, I used to I actually used to confuse critters and independence day because i always like i used to swear to my buddy be like he he hit the eject button he's gonna show up in like the last second for some reason like with the parachute like wrapped around him it's like no he just 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 sacrificed I, uh, also that like the plot hole that keanu reeves is clearly the real father of that kid of, of russell's son who's like exactly <laughs> like keanu reeves um yeah wow, no, to be fair they do show him not being able to fire his missile so ideally you would think if you fire a missile into the main gun that would work too yeah. right yeah. you don't have yeah. to sacrifice everybody but um, i thought that same thing when i watched it this past time i was like so what we're we supposed to fly into it <laughs> <laughs> another another big one that was on like all the things was the armageddon like that even ben affleck brought up of like oh yeah just the idea. Yeah. Whole, you mean the whole premise of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah that's the plot a gigantic hole. the plot hole is the plot <laughs> now guys i it's i actually brought script. you here i brought you here to talk about the core now <laughs> can aaron eckhart and and hillary swank really get and the tooch get yeah the tooch is in that yeah so and and Lindell, who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Five Bloods. Yeah, that movie's great. I don't know what everyone's sleeping on the core. This is the core cast now. Where we no. talk strictly core. <laughs> Did they make you watch it in science class? Because they made me watch it in science class every year. We watched Twister in science class. <laughs> oh my God! This is a great. Uh... Example of the American educational system. Um, (laughs) So, Joe, what's your topic? All right. So, a big, like, indie directors direct at the core. That's not true. No, that's not true at all. But I did want to talk about, like, (laughs) workforce indie director. uh, I feel like we, like, not we, but a majority of always just talking, like, your Nolans, your Spielbergs. Um, those top top names i just let's give some credit of uh, break up some of this fun Eden, uh, yeah just like uh that deserve more recognition um back it off what we were talking earlier i'm actually gonna start this one off um with uh uh lee winnell with uh the invisible man like i think he's a really talented director with upgrade and writer yeah. uh and last, come back in the last couple last, years for that guy yeah yeah I was really impressed. He was, you know, um, what's uh, James Wan's like right hand man for a while, uh, co collaborator. Yeah, that's uh, true. I guess I say I, big. I, I, I say I say big comeback, but he's probably just been sitting making money off producing Saw movies for like the last ten yeah. years. He's just and didn't have idiot. to work, and then he was like, "Well, I guess I want to direct now." But he came back uh, and he's doing very well. So I'm yeah. Gonna... So Lee Winnell, and I think last time we did this uh, topic, I also mentioned Jeff Nichols, and I will every time we mention indie directors, just he's my favorite. Uh, but anyway, really want to kick over to Jay. Tell the people. Uh, Jeff Nichols directed uh, Take Shelter, uh, Loving, and uh, Midnight Special. Uh, he hasn't worked since 2016, except for on a short. Didn't he do Mud as well? And he did. So yeah, he started off with Mud. That was his big. Um, uh, I, I'd love upgrading. Upgrade is one of my favorites. Upgrade. So, yeah, Lee Winnell. Invisible Man just, was great. 
Like he's he nailed upgrade, it. Upgrade slaps. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and I was reading about uh, this man too, and Lee Winnell like reluctantly in an interview was like, "Yeah, I I didn't plan on this to be part of any universe. It's not, but they're making it part of a universe. So okay." But they're also kind of bringing yeah. him in to help shepherd it a little bit, so at least maybe yeah. So James won it. Yeah, yeah. James won that stuff. No, like I that. think he'll. I think what he'll do is just tell these small stories that happen to be around monsters <laughs> in this world. Yeah, like, as long as Blumhouse doesn't give them a mandate to like, I think it was Blumhouse. Uh, yeah, Blumhouse. To be like, hey, you have to have a team up movie, like our movie this week. Um. They'll be safe. Anyway, TJ, what was your who is your director? Because uh, you did kind of ignite this topic in our chat. Yeah, I'm just sick of hearing about all those big name directors all the time, and like guys like this. Uh, not necessarily an indie director, but just done smaller stuff until he, you know, got shot in a couple of things. Um, I mean, he actually got a huge property. I'm not sure when it came out. Was it not 2019? Could be 2020. I don't know what time it is anymore. Um, Mike Flanagan. Uh, with uh, oh yeah hush uh gerald's game a couple netflix properties he did like hush is one of those fucking incredible hush is tremendous so good like an hour and like my only complaint with hush is i feel like they revealed he had him take off the mask way too soon i felt he could have used that mask a little bit longer and done a little (laughs) bit more with that and the movie's pretty good still you should have worn that mask the entire movie yeah i agree even made he, uh, he even made a good, the good Annabelle movie. I know that's yeah, something. Think, is he and the good Oculus Ouija too? Too. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Did he do Annabelle or Ouija or did he do both? It was he Ouija. Good, yeah, he did the good uh, Ouija. Ouija where the like, they it Don't call it the good one. There's no good one. Well, I mean, he, he <laughs> tried to bring a little. <laughs> he bit. tried to improve it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. You said, uh, but, who am I thinking of for Annabelle? Sorry. I think it was like I think it was a Blum out. It's a Blum. Jason Blum, isn't it? Something like that. But uh, but I mean the big one I saw over this this past fourth you know upcoming Fourth of July week was Doctor Sleep, which I fucking think was incredible. I mean not I don't think enough people were talking about it. It's a great sequel to The Shining. Um, the recast of all the characters. I think I talked about this last time, but it's just something one of those yeah. movies that he just doesn't get enough. This doesn't get talked about enough, and I hope he gets to see more. Maybe step out of the horror genre for a minute, do something different. But uh. Yeah, I think Mike Flanagan is one of those. Yeah, guys. he's he's stuck. He's stuck in the yeah. uh, Stephen King universe. Yeah. Well, I think we're missing a big, uh, a big Mike Flanagan uh, property that he did was House uh, Haunting on Hill House. That thing's a masterpiece. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Great episode. Because really uh, his, his wife. Yeah. Sorry, you're thinking of David F. Sandberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. he did. Sam, yeah. Oh, for Annabelle. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, by the way, Flanagan's wife is the girl from Hush and in uh, Hill House too. Oh, okay. oh wow, okay, cool. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I, yeah, David F. Sam, similar kind of director paths they had. We got Yusuf. Yeah. Well, I'm not here to propel another white male director. Ooh, okay. So I picked a Did- woman because I'm woke. Uh, no, uh, this this topic was kind of hard because. Like Brian or I don't know whoever did it said it. Uh, like every time I thought about somebody, like I just thought, oh well, uh, 
enough people talk about them. Like I thought about Jorgos. Yeah, I struggled because I was trying to find somebody who was like lesser known, but then I was like, oh, I don't know the name of a lot of lesser known directors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about Jorgos, but he got fucking nominated for an Oscar. I thought about the Safty brothers, but everybody's up their no, ass I, right Safdie, now. Sir. Yeah, but everybody's yeah, up their ass. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought about Ari Aster, same shit, everybody's up his ass. Uh, so I ended up with, um, I doubt that, and nobody here knows her name, and that's fine, because she's done two two small movies, her name is Josephine Decker, um, she did 2018's Madeline Madeline, uh, it's a very weird, very fucked up in terms of visuals. Uh, movie, very uplifting, but at the same time very depressing. Uh, but she also did this year's <laughs> Shirley, uh, starring Elizabeth Moth and Michael Stuhlberg, Um which, funny enough, she's the one that wrote Hunting on Hell's House. Um, I think so. Yeah, Hunting on Hell's House. Really? Uh, yeah. Charlie Are you Decker. talking about Fred Decker's daughter? No. Um, sure. No. Um, but yeah, no, she's a she's a fantastic director. Honestly, uh, all her visuals are very. She has like this connect, uh, this pulsating energy through her visuals that you never know where she's gonna go with the camera and what she's gonna do. Um, the editing is always wild. The, the cinematography is beautiful. Um, I honestly think she's an amazing director. Uh, but she, you know, she's very low key. In terms of so, can I can I ask you a question about her like being that low key and like this is the question that all these Indian directors can ask is would you want her to do like a property movie or something big or just like keep making the stories you want to make? I mean, just, she's never right? well. She like, maybe she, her own she, story, but with a bigger budget would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I think that's yeah. different. And like, give her Ant Man. I think she co-wrote Madeline. Um, but Shirley was based on a novel uh, of the same name and where they depict like Shirley Jackson's it's a specific moment in her life it's kind of like a fictional biography of like a couple living with her and her husband and them like manipulating them uh, playing with their with their life pretty much while she's trying to write uh, the novel uh, that she's writing so the story works that you know, it kind of you. You never know what you're watching in terms of like you don't know if you're watching her writing the novel or her fucking with the couple. Um, so yeah, but no, I don't want her to get an IP. I it's fine what she's doing. Like she's probably more. No, I just always wonder in that because like I think that's something that's really lost with um, like. Uh, directors or content creators today is everyone they do a couple good things of their own voice or their talent and they want people want ip and I mean, look like, at, i'd rather uh, yeah i'd I, rather I agree, just I, yeah well, sorry finish you know i was just saying i'd rather just you get that uh like mid-budget movie instead that you would have like back in the 90s and like here go make your studio thriller right yeah. like or whatever and we'll then give you funds to make your indie like almost like that old Scorsese model of like, I'll do one for you, you do one for me. I wish directors got that more instead of, well, you're now attached to do a whole series of Doctor Strange. And guess what? You've been a fan of Doctor Strange your whole life. 
you haven't, yeah. but now you have. But you got to say you have now. Yeah, yeah. but I prefer so. I prefer the uh, I prefer the Bongyo Ho route of of yeah. like just keep making interesting movies and eventually somebody will go like, oh wait, let's look at all his previous movies yeah. because that last one was actually pretty good and then everybody realizes, yeah. oh, he's been making good shit all this time, uh, especially yeah, in movies bro. on trains. Yeah. Um. Right, Brian. Right, right. Oh, am I finally going to get to talk before. now? I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, the God. Thing, damn it, I saved some things up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do we want to go again over your fucking list of 4th of July? That's right. Let's <laughs> let me talk for Brian's 20 about minutes Brian's about, about what I watched over the weekend. That's fucking hell. Mom, this is this a difficult question, I thought, though. Um, Brian's like, Dennis Dugan, underrated. <laughs> um... One person I thought that definitely fit into the uh, workhorse category and somebody who has like been consistent in their quality. They won't. They haven't been around that many years. Like their first big hit was just maybe a little over ten years ago. Um, is Matt Reeves? He's getting ready to do the Ooh, Batman, yeah. but like Cloverfield, Let Me In, the <clears throat> Planet of the Apes movies. I mean, he just like hits. He's just yeah. doing hits. And uh, <clears throat> so I thought he should. That's somebody. Another person that kind of like worked their way up from smaller things and then has done some bigger stuff. Matt, Michael Doherty, who did Trick or Treat and Krampus and then Godzilla King of Monsters, which we all, a lot of us really liked. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to shout out Alex Garland in that same vein, like somebody who hasn't put out too many things, but like came, went from a writer, uh, into directing. And then he's done Ex Machina and, um, uh, Annihilation, and then he just had that show, Devs. I haven't seen Devs yet. I haven't seen Devs either. I heard it's quite good, and that's why the last one I was going to say this is my like indie pick, I guess. Um, he's only I've only seen one movie directed. I want to see another one, and hopefully he'll keep working. Uh, the movie Free Fire, Ben Wheatley. Uh, I really uh, enjoy that movie. Uh, gritty, mean little action movie. Uh, fun cast, and he did a movie called High Rise with Tom Hiddleston that I'm interested in checking out. I haven't seen yet though. Tower, oh, Tower? yeah. I thought no, it's called thought... High Rise. <laughs> yes, yes. Brett Ratner, the indie director and sexual yeah, I thought you were... Brett Ratner. I thought you were gonna recommend uh, Frank Oz, the director of What About Bob? Yeah, yeah. I know it's a big. You're a big fan. <laughs> We didn't shout out that Carl Reiner directed Summer Rental earlier, guys, so we're bad people. Have, have you seen Joanna Man? No, and neither of you. You're racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a top ten movie on Netflix. I actually like the Michael Doherty pick. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, he, and he's doing the third, the third, what was third now? Kong vs. Godzilla, right? No, Kong vs. Godzilla is somebody else. It's the guy who directed uh, the Blair Witch, the new Blair Witch movie, and Death Note on Netflix. So that's oh, being a white man in Hollywood. You can have a couple geez. of fucking stanking bombs and still uh, get the biggest, one of the biggest movie franchises on the planet. Who did, so, um, what? Wait, out, that right? guy did, uh, that guy I thought did Evil Dead too. Evil Dead remake. No, you're thinking of... Uh... It's Fetty Alvarez. Yeah, Fetty right? Alvarez. Yeah, I thought Fetty Alvarez did the Blair Witch, the new Blair Witch no. also. No, you're oh. wrong. Well, um, I would all right. Next topic. So, nostalgia is a thing. Uh, the movie that we are we watched for this fucking podcast was based on nostal- TJ's Nostalgia. My uh, wife, also very nostalgic my... for this one. <laughs> um... <laughs> And 
there's a 20 year cycle or at least a theory um there's probably enough evidence for it to be real uh that hollywood recycles nostalgia every 20 years so we're coming up on 2020 so get ready uh nostalgia for the 2000s is coming right up our alley and i asked the guys what movies or genres or fuck anybody you're nostalgic for from the 2000s and i want to start off i want to leave brian for last and start off with tj because i want to make him wait pains me now we're talking about like things that like i read this question wrong kids are gonna like (laughs) you know rediscover like young kids now are gonna rediscover and like bring back and like this was my thing with it too with the question because a lot of the stuff i kept finding was just good movies that are still right, remembered I'm from gonna, that era. I'm gonna, I'm everything gonna, from, I'm gonna oh, the 2000s sucks ass. <laughs> I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer mine. So just to set the tone, maybe that'll skew okay. you one of you guys all the way. Yeah. I'm nostalgic for martial artists in mainstream movies, specifically yeah. with hip-hop uh, <laughs> actors, aka Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Jet Li, Cradle to the Grave. Yeah, uh, yes, Cradle to the Grave. Nostalgic as fuck for Jet Li just being fucking cool and kicking ass in mainstream movies. Why so wasn't there a rapper over. in Kiss the Dragon? That could have been one too. <laughs> what was the one with uh, Dennis Rodman? To double team. Yep. All right. Yeah, but that's way before. That's not in 2000. I know that's not 2000, but still. But okay. he had a string. He had like uh, also he had the one and Unleashed, I think, and another yeah. one. Uh, but yeah, I miss I miss fucking martial artists in mainstream movies. I know that we have the John Wicks and the Unleashed Atomic Bombs. Um, but I miss. Yeah, we don't Korea. really have a big martial artist making American movies anymore. Like we don't have a Jackie Chan or a Jet Li. Donnie Yen is the closest one, but he's still making mostly Chinese movies. Like Keanu Reeves count, count? No, no. He's. I mean, he is part Asian, Japanese. Asian he's as in Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that was the spirit. I also miss not okay. knowing that J.K. Rowling is a outward turf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is something about the 2000s that I also miss. Yeah. Uh, okay, TJ, I don't know. Did that help you? Or... A little bit. Okay. Uh, I got two. I mean, those, like, I'm nostalgic for those, like, the stupid, over-the-top comedies that you don't really like, me, myself, and Irene. Like, oh, I found okay. love the ridiculousness of that. Bedazzled, like, with Brendan Fraser. Road Trip. I mean, just like really dumb Road ones. Was one that jumped out at me. I was like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, like shit like that. The ones that, and then like, I don't know. Pitch Black. I just rewatched this. I don't know fucking why. This why. is one of mine where I was like, no, that's just a good movie. That's not yeah. nothing, like nostalgic <laughs> about. That's just good shit. Like, <laughs> and then like the RT two thousand film, The Beach, where everyone probably saw Danny Boyle. I was like, this oh, movie's so God. good, and like college kids talked about it and now it's like ah, it was just fun yeah i saw it like i don't think it was 2000 it was like early 2000s though i saw donnie darko pop up and i was like there you go now there's yeah. a movie that, the, <laughs> that the, the, the the college set was all about they were just wet for that one they yeah. loved it 
And if you're, if you're a freshman in college and Donnie Darko came out, that was your shit. <laughs> what you got, Joe? Right, so I read this question completely wrong. I thought nice. it was, what are you nostalgic from 20 years ago? Like, in the 2000s? So, 2000. You wanted specifically the year 2000? Because he's being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I read <laughs> yeah. the question. So, what I was saying well, before I give my... What's, what's, uh, what's 20 years ago, Joe? Just, well, let me give my answer. <laughs> no, but the year 2000, not the 2000s. Right. So... I, I I think currently we're in like what people are nostalgic for and like and stuff like like Shrek, like that's there of that time. But how I answered the question was I put little Nikki. I'm nostalgic for little yeah. Nikki. I love I mean, that fucking because... movie. I find it funny. That's fair. Um I yeah, had that, that, was, that was actually one of my big turning points with Sandler. I was like, oh no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> oh see that oh see that movie like turned me on to Popeye's chicken. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical. I also got me into metal. Like that soundtrack fucking That's worth it. That's, if it got you into metal, that's worth it. Uh like that was I I that, like and I still watch it today, like I know it's awful, but I'm like, oh hey, Quentin Tarantino. I didn't get that as a <laughs> as a fucking nine year old. And even uh uh was it Robin but, is Robin Wright? Or what's it what's her no, what's it's, the, um, Arquette is Richard the Arquette, yeah. Yeah. The the girl the the love interest yeah, Trisha Arquette. Yeah, Trisha Arquette. Oh Trisha Ar- Jesus Christ! I was hearing something completely different. You guys are saying yeah. uh, David Arquette. It's a funny, mo- I mean, it's not a. It's, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, Rodney Dangerfield in it too? Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah. his last movie. He's Lucifer. Harvey Keitel is the Harvey Keitel, yeah. Has a great Kevin Yeun. You know, uh, Dan Marino comes and he's like, I just want to win a Super Bowl. And he's like, you're winning at me as an announcer. And then he was like, ah, I'm a Jets fan. Oh, <laughs> great. I like that movie. That's how I read the question. What Because I looked yeah, at it in 2000. That's a good answer. Myself and Irene was there. And I was like, I just like that movie. That's just a good movie. Yeah, that's how I was having a hard time. <laughs> All right, Brian. Uh you're, the floor is yours. Excited to talk again. You put make me wait. I had to talk during everybody's segments. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was looking and I saw this movie that reminded me. It's not really. I'm not necessarily nostalgic for the movie. And this, you know, this is going to be one of those like creepy. I was just coming out of my teens, graduating high school things. The the Katie Holmes vehicle, The Gift. See, I had been a teen with. Uh, Katie coming out of Dawson's <laughs> Creek, and then she was in uh, like uh, the the one where they do brain surgery on the kids. Certain uh, behavior, certain yeah. behavior, and then when she gave up the goods and the gift right before she had her hard turn and went to Scientology, she cut, cut was, from minute fifty you know, to getting boobies. That it's, it's not cool to talk about when you used to like. But I guess what I'm nostalgic for is that feeling of like excitement. For nudity, you know, I'm just like I'm a grown ass man. I don't like, and not to mention in the cable era, every fucking show has naked people on it all the time. So it's like there's no more of that like specialness to it. So Brian, Brian, do you realize that what you said is a whole joke in Howard and Kumar? I was gonna ask. Oh, is it really? Is that the movie? Yeah, of the two other stoners in their building being like Fidge from American Pie and uh, Bernard from um, the Santa Claus. Being like, they're like, what are you doing? They're like, the gifts on HBO. 
and Katie Holmes would show her titties. <laughs> well, I would have been in the year 2000. I'd have sat down on that couch with him and enjoyed Katie Holmes. No, I do, but that's not. Don't worry. I have a non. I have some non creeper answers too. Um, uh, does anybody? I, I, I'm nostalgic for a time when I was interested in projects that Kevin Smith was involved in, and that brought me to the 2000 movie Vulgar. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Vulgar. Oh. It was, it's a black and white movie, uh, basically about the clown from the View Askew logo, the old View Askew logo, where he like comes in and he takes, it's like a clown and he walks in, and then he comes back out and he's got like a burlesque outfit on. And he, there's a little kid there. When what? you're deep into the, when you're deep into the View Askew universe, like I was at that time. Sure. Yes. Jeez. I have a question about this movie. Sure. It exists. Is this the is this the one that the guy one of the guys from Comic Book Men directed? Exactly. Brian Johnson, yeah, from Comic Book Men, yes. the guy who plays guy who plays Steve Dave. <laughs> yes. Okay. I I'm familiar I'm familiar with this. But like like I said, it the movie itself is one of those like try too hard to be edgy and dark and like it feels like it was directed by the guy who plays Steve Dave and who's in a metal band and shit. But well, like I said, what I was nostalgic for was a time when I was excited that Kevin yeah. Smith, like the thing, the idea that he produced a movie and let his friend direct it. And like, they had an idea together and that I was interested in that. And so that's <laughs> what I was nostalgic for. Um, and then the last pick I had, I've done a fucking DVD bunker on this. So if you want to look me up, you can, but we the way of the gun with Ryan Philippi and Benicio del Toro, that movie kicks ass. It's like in the came out in the wake of all those like Tarantino s gritty act, you know, uh, like, two tough like, guys you know, who like it? say cool shit and whatever. But it's it's great. It's a fun one. <laughs> I have I have it on Blu-ray and I've considered like putting it in the podcast. But then I went with uh, the quick and the dead. Yeah, oh, I yeah. fucking I love that movie. They're that both. Pick, yeah, they're both good. we did great that. Sarah Silverman part. performance right at the very beginning, at the very top of that movie. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess. Speaking of picks, we got to get into I it. I guess. Yeah, we got to do it. Get that sweet dose of nostalgia, boys. Uh, <laughs> yep. And it was my week, folks. And you know what that means. I put the guys through a little bit of hell. I even put myself through some hell on a rewatch that I was once nostalgic for. For the, I think that's like the 10th time we've said that word in the last week. Nostalgic. Yep. The nostalgic squad. The nostalgic squad. That's exactly what I was going to name of the episode. The nostalgic squad. <laughs> I made the guys watch the Monster Squad. Us is the monsters, Joe. That's the poster. Yeah, <laughs> I got you, buddy. I got you. <laughs> I think 1987. No, do it. Do the do the work. Do the thing I thought of. All right. <laughs> Take selfies for me. I call uh, I call this one thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's too hard. That is the best makeup. That's the best makeup of the movie. No, I was going to say not. that. No, it's I've... not. No, it's not. We'll get into it. All right. Man, makeup's the best. Uh, Fred Decker movie. As uh, Joe pointed out, we have now completed the Fred Decker directing filmography of this podcast. Didn't yeah. go. Didn't want to do that. Go into this, but we did it anyway. Um, hey, TJ, if you pick them all, right? Yeah, I was going to say, TJ picked them all. They've no, all no, been TJ picks. Uh, Brian, no, you, you picked, picked RoboCop 3. Ah, oh, RoboCop 3, that's right. Yeah, so you're, you're in a, you're in a I'm as guilty. I'm part of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Monster Squad, guys, is not too much about the plot. Uh, a group of kids, four kids, and 
a little sister, find a book from Van Helsing when Dracula has come back and is trying to raise the creatures. Read it! World. <laughs> the mom and, just casually gets that book, too. Like, hey, I happen to find this book. Yeah. Here you go. Thought you might like it. It's that guy you like. Uh, it's uh, like an Van ancient Helsing. tome. <laughs> yeah. uh, classic 80s movie, in a sense. And when we say classic, I mean it just has all the 80 tro- 80s tropes you would... Uh, come to hate nowadays in 2020 we'll get into that now but uh i'm sure i think all of you have seen this movie before correct at some no. point yeah no no this is a you first watch for you seth go had, off go off go off girl this was a red red dawn effect i saw it through pop culture and internet and i was like oh yeah i've seen this movie and as soon as i hit play i was like i've never seen this bullshit <laughs> in my life <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's very, um, I guess TJ alluded to it. It's very homophobic. Um, they really uh, like, they hit it hard right at the top. And, and the here it's, it's, it's all across the board. Heroes and villains. They all are like, it's not like just the bad kids are homophobic. Our heroes are super homophobic too. (laughs) That's Um, cop. Yeah. I, uh, also, we got back into yeah. peeping. Peeping's on the table peeping again this week. We're back in on peeping on unsuspecting girls, <laughs> violating their privacy. Classic like... trope. And blackmailing. Blackmailing yes. with yeah. dudes. Then blackmailing her. Uh, yeah. And yeah. slut shaming. Yeah. Don't forget about eventually we're slut shaming her too. Oh, yeah. I think, though, the thing with this fucking movie is like, it has to be good to overcome those old tropes to be like, ah, I still like it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I got some things to say about that one. Yeah, it would have needed like, to be good. I agree. <laughs> like, like, I was, like, I could I get was... past that shit. I could get past that shit. Like, whatever. If I like, if there was like things in the movie, except for there were some things I really fucking like, and we could get into them. But overall, I'm like, yeah, like this isn't going on my Halloween watch list again. Yeah. I was well, very, like, I was very confused. Like, we had a premise. The premise is strong. You know, we're going to get the monsters together and we're going to have kids. And what they thought was, and this is what they should have fucking done. This is my whole, was one of my big notes. This should have just been a Goonies sequel. The kids in this movie are so goddamn forgettable. They're useless. Like just bring the Goonies in, make Goonies to the monster squad and have Go. this be their second fucking adventure. <laughs> so follow me, follow me, right, follow me along. I forget the kid's name, but like the main kid, that kid, he looks no. like he could play young Tom Ak- Atkins. He has the <laughs> yeah, same fucking that. face. I see that. Are you sure it's not just his bangs? <laughs> uh, before you said, before you finish, give me your thoughts. The only kid recognizable from this movie is the younger brother who blackmails older sister over a naked picture of herself. Um, he the was Frankenstein's little... monster took. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, and then he was, he was also jumping for at one point. Um, he's a little boy from children of the corn with the little sister who Sarah Connor. And... Oh, he's like the actual kid who gets saved or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The well, no, the, um, the bully, the bully is yeah, uh, three years. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that. but he's just yeah. the bully. He's barely, he's not even one of the main kids. Uh, yes. You have to eat a snicker like a bitch. All right, finish giving me your first thoughts. Use that voice again. Oh, I'm, I just, I'm just confused as to whom the target demographic is. Ooh, like, yeah, is it, tough. is this, this is, is like a kiss movie? Because they're like dropping that, uh, 
a-holes and shit and bitch yeah f-bombs and the f f with the t in the end and i'm like where where are we headed with this one because they open with a title crawl with the gall to assume that whoever's watching this movie knows how to read yeah. um, oh, it took me forever to figure that one out until i could get that one i do like the title part of the title crawl where it says they blew it that made me laugh. that's the yeah. only yeah. point that i laughed in the entire thing i was like, I was so, like Ooh, maybe this is and then funny. i thought like the production <laughs> value on the movie is pretty tight i like the way it looks i thought the brides yeah, like the frank or the brides vampire brides were actually legitimately pretty scary at the very beginning yeah. and they come back later um like I, I think the thing is about this movie that everybody loves is just the idea of monsters teaming up and then all the actual monster stuff, like the look the creatures. People love yeah. the creatures. I love I love this version of the mummy. Like I like that he looks like Eddie. And I like I how useless Eddie. he is, like how useless an actual mummy would be. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean all like, of them were know. useless though. All of them were useless. Like none of them Wolfman's pretty good. He's, you know, he's yeah, but he's trying to betray them at an old turn. He wants your chaos. Uh, good arc. He's though. Uncle good Rico from. <laughs> and uh, Frank is that Uncle Rico? him off the bat. Yeah, yeah it's Uncle Rico. Uh, and and Frankenstein just went swimming. Yeah, somewhere. Frankenstein is uh Tom Noonan from uh, Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. Oh, that's Tom Noonan has, from RoboCop Two. Yeah, he has better makeup in Last Action Hero. Hashtag hot take. Dude, are you okay? Okay, first of all, before we do this, all right, the monster designs, all this are obviously all universal style designs, which Stan Winston, I thought, fucking nailed each and every one. Like, even the Dracula, it was so cheesy, but the look of him and the actor playing him was like very. Yeah, the actor leaned in for sure. Yeah. Like, the jaw. Is this the worst, is this the worst Dracula I ever put to film? No, I no. Makes, uh, remember uh, Dead and Loving Dracula. It? That Dude, would Dracula but told. when did when did Dracula use dynamites and explosives to get his shit done? I was so well, confused when him like just took me a while lighting to matches. And I like I do like that they blew up the dad's partner. That was hardcore because that guy <laughs> <Yeah>. sucked. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, which I didn't notice like back there. I, I agree with you, Yusuf. When uh, the Dracula first finds the amulet where he's hitting the wall with the hammer. They just like looks through and then it takes like the, you know, the movie time for them to get back to him blowing it up. When I was a kid, I was like, why didn't he just keep going and walk in? I mean, probably one of the last rewatches before this, I finally noticed all the crosses around, which was a nice little touch. Obviously, he probably had to use either Frankenstein or the Wolfman to someone to walk in there to get it for him. So like shit like that, like you can kind of like see, but fuck, man. I loved this movie growing up. Uh, this first, <laughs> this first like forty minutes, like before it gets into like, there's one moment where it hits for me, and then I was like, okay, this is why I love this as a kid. That first like thirty to forty five minutes, like up into scary German guy where they have the pie. Yeah, I was fucking bored, and this movie's only <laughs> an hour and twenty two minutes. Yeah, it takes a minute. Now let me guess. The one moment that you liked was that when uh, Richie April tries to drop Dracula out of the plane. I do <laughs> love that fucking scene where it's like he's like uh his partner is like I'll stay here and make spooky sounds. It's like yeah. you heard a noise, there's no way you thought someone's up there. So what like what where the first of all, where does this take place? Because it's a swamp, there's a kid in the Confederate flag hat, 
Is this like Louisiana? That's a good question. They never really nail it down, do they? They don't have an accent. There's no southern like twang to anybody. Maybe Florida? I don't know. Wherever wherever they think penny loafers are cool. That's that's the thing. They try to get some tropes in this one where they have like the cool kid who joins the nerd group, like Bad News Bears, and they have but like like I said, this group of kids is really super forgettable. You could like I said, this should have just been the Goonies. And also, like, what the fuck is going on with this with the fat kid? That's not even creative. Like, at least Chunk, yeah. like Chunk's not a creative name either, but goddamn, like fat kid, like that's just fucked up. Horace. <laughs> My name like, is Horace. How about Husky Horace? Come on, that's a great name. <laughs> yeah. And then like they 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 do all the things with the with the, the F words and the Confederate flag thing, and then like super super homophobic. But then they, they they throw in like the, the the Holocaust moment where the scary German guy ends up being, you know, a survivor from yeah. the Holocaust when he shuts Full the door. I watched this with Harrison, and I you know it was inter- it was an interesting moment to like explain to him what was going yeah. on with that. You know? Never noticed when I was a kid. Never ever noticed it when I was a kid. Like that's Until that's a nice touch if it led yeah. somewhere. Well, yeah, he's just like he's like you know a lot about monsters. He's like, as a matter of fact, I do. And does the story? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Moment. I like, like that scene. Like yeah. that. Yeah. That's what I would look forward to. That like it shows like humility. Well, with and the, the whole guy. thing about like the kid, the turning the like flipping the script on the kids and him being really nice, but he also kind of calls him yeah. out. He's like, ah, you probably thought I was evil. You were scared of yeah, me, yeah, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I mean, I do. I like, still that's... think he's evil though because he fucks up that pie when he's cutting it. I was like, <laughs> you're does. just giving me mush. He mashed it all up, dude. <laughs> By the way, you're a fucking me. monster. <laughs> this is Louisiana. Oh, okay. That's Louisiana. That makes sense. Oh, I mean, I except that nobody has an accent, but sure. Um, <laughs> I was wait. I was looking at my notes, and I, I what the fuck is wrong with their mom that she casually the mom from <laughs> she casually opens the door <gasps> after son of a bitch. I never put that together. She is Sorry. the mom from Goonies, so technically those are the Goonies. Yeah, I guess so. She's the connector. All right, and the podcast. So, where can the people find you? <laughs> uh, she casually opens the fucking door after three explosions and gunshots, and she's just like opening the door. What's happening? Like, I- it's like there's moments of this that I like, like they use with all the monsters. That makes sense. Like you, the the very first time you see Frankenstein when Dracula sends him to like kill the kids, and he walks up to the little girl. She's throwing the petals of a flower into the oh, river. That's nice. Sure. Yeah. yeah, they're doing. The, yeah, they're doing the universal thing. I like yeah, it. And like the werewolf going through the swamp at night before he runs into Dracula. It's it's a classic that they use for the thing. But then there's scenes like that where Dracula like spends like five minutes blowing shit up and she just like what's well, lo- missing and like but I love up. what I'm paying a bitch Dracula is where he's like I'm gonna blow up their clubhouse yeah <laughs> yeah and, oh, what he's he, like, oh he like says literally the- a tree house he's gonna blow it up with dynamite he hits it with like bitch. that he hits it with the Arnold line he like throws a bomb in and as he's walking away and it blows up he's like meeting adjourned and she's like he's going <laughs> he has a he is the rock. worst Dracula I- I ever put the film. <laughs> 
Give me the ambulance, you bitch. Oh, man. He called a five-year-old a bitch. Uh, yeah, I love that he called the little girl a bitch because to him, yeah. everyone's a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no difference between a person who's five years old, 10 years old, 20 years old. He's been around for hundreds of years. They're all, And I love the way he hisses in her face, too. I love it. I love that. Oh, then you only the- scene. The only scene that I say that was badass was when the werewolf exploded yeah, and came back together. Yeah, that's a good so... one. I really like when we see the the half transformed Dracula where they shoot him and he flies and then he sees he's like <laughs> the half fat transformation. That's pretty dope. I like that. Okay. I was gonna say like where it really takes off for me once you get through the fucking slosh at the beginning is the 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 waking up on the day of where the at midnight you know the whole shit's supposed to go off and they just kick right into a music montage and it's that rock until you drop song and yeah. just like the fucking kid who's got the penny loafers if he's lighting cigarettes off is in the middle of metalwork class making bullets <laughs> <laughs> they have a yep, bullet fine with that machine. I guess okay <laughs> yeah they have a bullet molding machine but like that into yeah. yeah and then you get the whole I mean, plot hole. If Dracula is supposed to be waking up or, or getting all these evil creatures of the night with him, don't you think he would have looked into like the weapons we use today? Because they all went down to Creature Lagoon. Yeah, Mom Creature Lagoon because it's just one shotgun blast to take him down. That's Dark. it. Like at least Wolfman's basically indestructible yeah. with no silver without a silver yeah. bullet. And that yeah. moment where he's like, he has Nards. That hits, man. Thank you. The Nards, he really like takes a moment too. Oh like, yeah. Take, like <laughs> that's a big kick. Horace is really the hero of this movie. Can I Horace, say something, yeah. something yeah. about the Wolfman? I'm a big Stan Winston guy. Everybody knows it. Can I say that I think the transformation effects are better than the final look of the Wolfman? The final yes. like, there's something yeah, a little off about his Wolfman like face. A yeah, like, it's weird. <laughs> he doesn't have enough of a snout. He needs more snout, you know? He should be like... <laughs> and also, we need to talk about how gross and weird it is when kids' movies have purity, virgin storylines. They fucking do it in Hocus Pocus, yeah. and they do it in this movie, yeah. too. Like, also quit sexualizing children. Knock it off. Yeah, like, and I don't also think all those about kids, the little the girl is a virgin. That's gross. Like, yeah, you look never... at her, and it's like the comedy beat. Like, couldn't it have been one of those boys? Yeah, those yeah. boys are all virgins, right? Like, ain't none of them had done shit. Even, even the girl who was like, "I'm not really a virgin," like the teen. I'm like, "What are you like? Supposed to be like 15? Like what? 15, 16. Yeah, and when it's but also there's that. It's just that gross thing of like, we don't that, that like the the purity issue and like that whole like. It's another like element of control. I guess it's more dads and daughters. There's like this big thing of like control and stuff, and it's just like a gross thing. It doesn't need I to be. Brian, part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, there's more of a problem. Actually, She's so hot though. I mean, I've, I'm I don't have I don't have any children, but if I, if I have a daughter, I want her to be a virgin just in case I have to sacrifice her. Well, you're gonna take her to the doctor and get her checked out, right? Yeah, just in no. case I have to sacrifice her, man. I, you never know. I, 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 I think it's more of a plot <laughs> issue, though, in Hocus Pocus being a Disney movie. Fair. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think that's I mean, I can see weird. Fred Decker being a gross creep and being like, yeah, you gotta be pure. Yeah, I picture that's of my Fred Decker. Hey, don't make forget, sure that girl ain't all fouled also, up before also, she gets to Dracula. You know what uh, I'm talking about? <laughs> no, home. 
Shane Black is a co-writer on this. They wrote it together. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's you know how he writes and that's right. We know we know how he how he feels about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there are mo like I think Frankenstein's a really nice twist on it with him working with the kids, but then he gets wiped out in the house and then just shows up out of nowhere. Does it the girl is a legitimately a sad moment at the end? Oh, you have the Harry so and the Henderson sad. moment with the little oh, girl. That that works, you know. That I oh, buy it. And she throws Scrappy oh, to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that okay. So another thing too, the thing that the the black hole that's supposed to come when you say the the words right is only supposed to suck in evil. It was sucking in everybody. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's it sucked in a couple cops. Like those was well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody evil. was racist <laughs> down there because everyone's evil. <laughs> um, well, and also like, how did Abraham Van Helsing come out of yes. the thing to grab Dracula and be like, "I got you," <laughs> and then drag him and like, he gives a thumbs up. So dumb. Oh my god. Post movie. Post so I guess movie. so. Is it like a time warp in there? Nobody ages. Nobody. So changes he's, he's like <laughs> yeah. the phantom zone he's just been spinning around in there for a hundred years he just comes out and then uh uh here's another thing the, the little confederacy kid he writes a letter to the army in crayon and just like dear army monsters are here spells it all wrong <laughs> <laughs> Sends I thought it. That was cute. no fucking army's gonna show up nobody i don't know that that handwriting is very cute. white <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's it's a it's, that's okay like that i can chalk up to kids movie shit you know what i mean i'm like eh, all right but it was it was a funny bit like they showed up too late and the kids had saved the day and they like, have like that that great coastline line where like where are the monster squads and then they just stared at each other very awkwardly for like three seconds <laughs> it's like you could have closed it like three seconds before <laughs> Dude, that music is so good. Goonies to the Monster Squad. I'm telling you, that's what it should have been. That's actually really good. All right, let's uh, go ahead and use that. Go to the rating phase. All right, you can start, Joe. Oh, um, uh, 4.2. I, uh, I I straight up. out of your ass there. I I like, I like the, the, I like the makeup. Uh, it's short. Like I, I wouldn't be mad if someone put this on. That's why it doesn't lose more points. Yeah, you know, fair. like I think going into this, it started at a six for me. Like since the last time I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because I will say this: I was saying in the pre, like our pre-recording, is I actually watched Goosebumps two right after this, and I'm like, this is in a uh, like. Just, I'd rather watch these movies. <laughs> Goosebumps yeah. and Goosebumps too do yeah. capture the vibe here pretty well, actually. Yeah. Then, and then these at all. So that's where I stand with my four point four four point two virgins. We got <laughs> uh, You know, this is from my era, but I did not really grow up with it. And like I said, my wife has nostalgia for it, and my kid was really into monsters and stuff. So like, I remember us showing this to it, but then like. You got all the the shit with the with the homo and the fa fa word and, and it's bad. It's bad stuff. You don't. It's hard. And yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And like 
this is a prime, but it's a good idea. So this is prime for a remake, really. Like, just do the concept again and it. just cut out. You literally don't have to change much because some of it's very solid. Get a more, you know, get some of the fucking Stranger Things kids or whoever, whatever the next generation, kids from the Sack Lunch Bunch or something, put them in there and do this shit up, you know? Um, I would give this... <clears throat> I'm gonna stick right around in the, there with Joe, like a, a 4.5 or something like that. Because, like I said, it's got some fun elements and it's got some good makeup. It just really is being hindered by the time it came out and the kind of shitty way people acted and talked and were and yeah. still are. I mean, you know, but we should be better. <laughs> what you got, Yusuf? Um, yeah. It's an okay premise, bad execution, solid makeup, horrible kid acting, horrible kid acting. Oh, yeah. We, um, did, we only talked about what they said. We didn't talk about how poorly they said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the worst Dracula I ever put to film. Uh, 3.5 kicking the balls. Yeah. Um, nards. We call them nards here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we couldn't say bad words back then. Cojones. Uh, uh, but TJ, nostalgia bucks. How much did you yeah. cash in? <laughs> this one hurt my nostalgia uh, uh, DVD bunker in my head. <laughs> this one hurt a little bit. So, I mean, again, I like the end. I love the creature designs, even Dracula. Uh, I'm going to give this a clean five Smash Snickers that still look appetizing. I feel like it's still what it is. <laughs> yeah, Snickers. they look fine. Smash, they look good. Um, but yeah, this one hurt a little bit. I still will watch the movie. Uh, I'll show my kid when I have a kid when he's like <laughs> a little bit older. Well, you just got to go to con- just when he's old enough to understand context and you can be like, don't say these things. Here's why. Here's why it was wrong when they were saying them. It wasn't OK back then either. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I give it a clean five uh, Snickers and uh, yeah, man, it hurt. I believe Brian, you're next, right? Oh, yeah, it's my turn to pick. Uh, usually I would do some terrible trivia, and I do have some things on on the back burner for next time and whenever that comes back around. But Hello? I actually thought of a pick that I thought would be something a little bit – Well, I, uh, guys, I can't hear shit. Oh, you can't That's hear fine. me? Anybody hear me? We can close it out. Just, just wrap it up. Just wrap yeah. it up, huh? <laughs> Keep going. Cut this out. Cut it. So anyway, I uh, I picked something because we've all been – binging Hannibal. Everybody's been enjoying Hannibal so much on Netflix. And it's funny that we just had Tom Noonan pop up in Monster Squad. So I think it's perfect time to watch Michael Mann's Manhunter. Yeah! <laughs> Hello? <I'm... laughs> Joe, just celebrate, Joe. Go, yeah! Shut up! <laughs> so just give us some celebration, Joe. Nothing? You still got nothing. Oh, well. I, was tell Joe I don't know what... <laughs> Joe will find out what we're going to watch next time in the DM and you can find him on Twitter at Chendango1 making funny funny jokes you can find me at Herskules also on Twitter making the same jokes not quite as funny <laughs> uh, you guys can find oh man you're the closer oh sorry yeah. uh, you guys are on Flyers to Film YouTube right now um, check out our most recent bracket that just drops about comedy duos. We got flybys that dropped. Go check those out. There's a bunch of them. I made them off the top of the head. Episode 52, 51, and 50. Guys, have a happy 4th of July. I almost said New Year. And uh, TJ Dax on Twitter. Yousef. Wildlovemovies.com. Bye. Bye.